0: everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Speak to the Beak. I am Tim the Ferds. We are once again coming at you on YouTube as well as on, you know, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Clearly, I'm changing up the way we start off the show here because if you're watching on YouTube, you already know who I'm joined by. And I'm actually joined by my brother because today is going to be a football podcast podcast. He's not good at many things, uh, but football is definitely one of those things that he's at least semi-decent at. <laughs> just kidding. He's, he knows his football. So that's why he's here. Um, So Tyler, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? You know, pretty good. And I don't normally ask you that, but I guess we can be formal because we're on the podcast. Because if I saw you in person, I would just disregard you like I do every other day because I see you every yeah. single day. Yeah. So, yeah. let's tell the people what we got coming up. We're going to do a little NFL free agency, winners and losers. We're going to go division by division. We're going to try to keep this under an hour because we know, if you're especially if you want to lose friends, your attention span is all of 13 seconds. We can't make it that short. If you're one of me and Tyler's friends, your attention span is more like 20 minutes. So, we're going to do our best here to keep this short and sweet. But also give you information. Uh, But before we start that, the usual nonsense I have to go through. Number one would be you need to follow Beak Brands on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I keep saying it. You don't do it. So then I got to keep saying it. So you want me to stop saying it? Just do it. Alright, that's number one. Number two is we're going to need you to subscribe and or follow to the Beak Brands channel, which is now on YouTube. So like I said last podcast with Keith over there for baseball. Some of you said it's hard listening to just audio because I guess like your brain doesn't function properly. So now here we are with video to accompany the audio, right? That would be MP4 for the people at home. Um, And then if you're an audio person only, you can, uh, you know, subscribe on Apple Podcasts to the Speak to the Beak podcast, as well as on Spotify. We're there as well. Rate and review us. Help us out. Even if you don't want to do that, you could tell a friend and be like, Hey, these guys know what they're talking about. Or they're kind of funny. Or both. Or neither. Whatever. Just tell your friends. Okay? That's number two. Number three would be check out the website, which would be BeakBrands.com. All of our written content is on there. All of our podcasts get uploaded there. We have you know, different authors who release different articles uh, we have guest authors writing sometimes, so don't worry. We got plenty of stuff there for you. Uh, and I guess number four is since we're here, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Tim Ferdinand and on Twitter at same handle, I believe, or at Tim Ferds, one or the other. It's got to double check that. More active on Instagram, just throwing that out there. Uh, and then for Tyler, he's at T 20 on Instagram. If you feel like arguing over something, you can tell Tyler, the sky is blue. He will fight you on it. So if a Beak brands post, you're trying to get into a fight, just at t Ford's 20, and then you have to clear your schedule for the next three and a half weeks because it's going to come at you full force. All right, so now that we got all that, you know, house cleaning stuff out of the way, we're going to open up here with uh, some, like I said, NFL free agency winners and losers. We're gonna mainly stick to team winners and losers, but there are some notable players that are winners and losers in this as well. Uh, just to, if you didn't listen to the last podcast we did with Tyler, because he has joined before, he is a fan of the Washington, formerly known as bad name football team. So just keep that in mind when he's giving you some commentary. All right, he tries to be unbiased, but sometimes you know it gets a little heated in either direction. So here we go, Tyler. We're gonna start off. We're going to go AFC East, work our way to the West, and then start on the West for the NFC, work our way back. Sounds good? Sounds great. Sounds fantastic to me. So let's start right with the AFC East. All right. so I'll go first, and we can take turns, okay? So my biggest winner is the New England Patriots uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, they have... Uh, Hightower coming back from opt out, which is big for them, not related to free agency, but like, he's a really good player. They signed Matt Judon, who is the, like the prototypical Bill Belichick type player. Uh, you get play kind of anywhere. He's like some hybrid linebacker slash, you know, D lineman kind of guy. He'll be good for them. They brought Kyle Van Noy back, who is the ultimate Patriots player who doesn't really have a position. He just kind of does everything. Uh, you know, they signed John U. Smith. They signed Hunter Henry. They signed a bunch of receivers like Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne. Now, none none of those guys are, like, you know, overly amazing at receiver. But, I, like I said, the second they signed Hunter Henry and John U. Smith, I was like, they're just trying to recreate Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez, except without the killing people on the side part of the deal there. Uh, They also brought back some offensive line pieces in David Andrews and Ted Karras. And they traded for Trent Brown. So, that was huge for the Patriots, I think. So, uh, my only problem with the Patriots, and they also brought in Henry Anderson, which I wanted to note because the Jets let him walk, which means the Patriots will turn him into a pro bowler. So, I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, I brought all of this up because the only thing kind of holding them back is Cam Newton. I don't really think he's going to be their starter the whole season because how can you trust this man? He literally can't throw the ball five yards. Uh, So, that's my big winner. And then in terms of losers, I don't really have one, because I feel like every team like kind of did well. Uh, so I'm going to go with Isaiah Wilson. He was traded to the Dolphins and was like, yeah. He was a first-round pick for the Titans, in case you missed that part. Got traded to the Dolphins for a seventh-round draft pick, and they cut him a week after being on the team because he did not show up to one-team workout. So he might be the biggest bum that I've ever seen taken in the first round, um, but that's just me. So what do you think of my two picks there?
1: All right. Well, uh, I definitely agree with you there on the Patriots uh, winning. But uh, I'm going to go a little bit different there. I'm going to say the Jets are my winners. Uh, So they land their so-quote, unquote, ex-receiver in Corey Davis coming off his 1,000-yard season, finally breaks out. Uh, For fantasy, he was last year's Devontae Parker pretty much is what happened there Uh, and then the Jets upgraded majorly on defense all over the board there Uh, and we know the Jets defense was well putrid to say the least there all season long so they upgrade there they get Keelan Cole all right and then Tevin Coleman's going to be a depth running back and I think, a little side note, the Jets will end up drafting Kenneth Gainwell in the third or fourth round in the NFL draft. to pair
0: there. I just want to stop you right Uh, there. I know you love some Keelan Cole. He's like your favorite uh, receiver to ever play football.
1: I actually hate Keelan Cole (laughs) with a
0: burning passion.
1: Uh, I don't even want to get into that story right now because I could spend another three and a half hours talking about why I do not like Keelan Cole. All right, so we're moving on from that. Uh, My loser is going to be the Dolphins because, you know, yes, I understand they signed Will Fuller, but we know throughout his career, you know, that man can one one route and be out for like 10 weeks. Okay. And then he also got suspended last year. So, you know, he might have a problem there. That's going to be over into the
0: season, actually.
1: No, so there you go. So, you know, <laughs> you're, you're not even gonna have them to begin with. spend suspended so that's for never... the first
0: game of the year. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, well, that's not a good start to build chemistry.
0: No, it's you know, not. Week, week one
1: is the most important chemistry building part of the season. You get everything going there, you know. And then the rest of their signings was just a bunch of depth to C plus players. You know, it wasn't really anything outstanding. I think so. That's that's those are my winners and losers here.
0: So the reason I didn't pick the Dolphins was because I like Matt Skura and Bernardrick McKinney. Uh, Alain Roberts is pretty solid, too. But yeah, Will Fuller in that offense, like I don't trust Tua, So therefore, I don't trust Will Fuller. Uh, But I get they didn't really give him much like 10 10 million. That's not like a huge deal for Will Fuller. Um, And then obviously they were on the short end of the stick with Isaiah Wilson, but it only cost him a seventh round pick. I do want to note on the Jets, uh, they did have a good offseason. Uh, I don't trust Corey Davis at all, but they did sign. For me, the big guys they signed, Dan Feeney, Vinny Curry, Carl Lawson, especially Carl Lawson. They uh, tagged Marcus May, and they signed LaMarcus Joyner. So they had a good offseason. Uh, the problem for the Jets is that they still do not have a quarterback, which will probably come back to haunt them in, at the end of the day here. They're still like, I don't know. Two years away from being, like, actually good, in my opinion. So, they got some players that are actually NFL guys. So, that's a good thing. Finally. Yeah, finally. Finally. Other than that, uh, you know, like, they did well, but I don't think they're going to be good this year. Uh, But we still have the draft, so we'll see what happens. So, let's slide over to the next division here, AFC North. I went first last time, so I'll let you start this one. Who's your winner and who's your loser? All
1: right. So, my winner here is uh, Cleveland. So, everyone was complaining that, you know, they didn't have the defense and that that was kind of the big reason why they weren't winning a lot of games. And so, you signed a, you went out and you signed every person you could on defense to make sure that you have a full, complete NFL team. All right. So, now Baker. You got no more excuses. You have a full team, a full roster ready to go. If you can't get them firing, then you're just not it. So, my big winner here is Cleveland because to me, it looks like they finally have a complete team uh, and they can actually go out and here and take head to head on every single team. Uh, my loser is going to be Baltimore because your issues last year were offense and you didn't address a single issue there on offense. You are the same team. You didn't add any receivers. You didn't add anything special to help your offense or improve it in any way at all. So, you know, Baltimore seems to me like they're just stuck. They're just stuck in the same position. Like, I get it. Lamar Jackson is incredible when he is able to run freely and do what he does because, I mean, listen, we all see it. When he runs, he is pretty much untouchable. But you know, a did he work on his throwing? And if he did, you still didn't add anyone on the outside to help him. You're still stuck there with just Hollywood Brown. So,
0: so in terms of Baltimore, the reason I would have picked them would just because they lost Matt Judon. Uh, like I don't, you can add as many receivers as you want to the you know, the team, it's not going to matter because Lamar Jackson can't throw the ball more than seven yards, so that's, like, irrelevant. You know, you could have, like, Antonio Brown in his prime and Calvin Johnson in their prime. He can't throw the ball ten yards, so what's that going to do? Um, but they didn't have a great, like, free agency period yet. I feel like they're a team that could sign, like, a bunch of secondary guys to help them out. As far as Cleveland goes, if you didn't get the gist of Tyler's thing there, he's, odd, he's a Baker hater, um, clearly. Clearly. But I think Cleveland is probably the best team in the division now, like top to bottom. Uh, I think Baltimore has like – the way Baltimore is built is kind of built to beat Cleveland. Uh, And the way Cleveland's built does not match up well with the way Baltimore plays because they're like a run-heavy team and Baltimore is always good against the run. Uh, So I'll be interested to see who comes out of the division out of those two. And you're probably like, wow, you're going to disregard the Steelers like that. And clearly I am because my biggest loser uh, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. They did keep Juju. I mean, he's overrated, so it doesn't really matter. They lost Filer. It looks like Alejandro Villanueva is going to be gone. looks like James Conner is going to be gone. You know, they lost Bud Dupree, who we're going to talk about later. They lost Mike Hilton. Uh, They just cut Steven Nelson, you know, earlier today. We're recording on Wednesday, March 24th. So they lost a lot of guys. Um, and this is after Cleveland played them in the playoff game and absolutely beat the living hell out of them. So I think Pittsburgh's trending down. Uh, Cleveland trending up. Baltimore more neutral for me. My biggest winner, though, is the Cincinnati Bengals. And you're probably saying, why? Are, how could they possibly be your winner? And I'll tell you why. One, it looks like Joe Burrow's doing well in his rehab, which is nice. They signed Riley Reef, They signed Trey Hendrickson. They signed Eli Apple, who, okay, if you live in New York, you hate him, but, like, he's a solid player. They signed a Woozier from the Cowboys, and they signed Mike Hilton. So they revamped their secondary pretty much overnight. They picked up Reef to play tackle to help Joe Burrow not get killed. Uh, And I I think Trey Hendrickson, yes, he's like a one-year wonder type of guy, but the way he wins is with power or speed. So I think he fits in that division. He's a good edge setter. Uh, With that being said... I don't think the Bengals are going to be good. (laughs) But if you look at their team last year, the only NFL players on their team were Joe Mixon who got hurt, Joe Burrow who got hurt, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. And William Jackson who's now gone. So, I mean, they really improved their team. So, they're my big winner in this division. I guess Tyler has no comments. That's all right. So, we got nothing there. (laughs) So, let's go to the AFC South. I'm going to keep it going here. So, this is where me and Tyler actually agree for the first time. So, we can keep this one kind of short and to the point. Big winner here uh, is the Tennessee Titans. Now, they did lose Corey Davis and Jonu Smith. But they brought in Bud Dupree, Janoris Jenkins, and Kevin Johnson. They brought in Danico Autry up front. So, they kind of fixed their secondary a little bit. And they really, really needed a pass rush. They were dead last in pressures last year. They picked up Dupree and Autry. So I think that's good for them. So you agree on the Titans?
1: Oh, I absolutely do. I definitely think it gives them another physicality edge on defense on the field. You know, I I think that's definitely going to play a factor. Now you're not a soft defense, you know. And your offense is fine, obviously. Derrick Henry is, well you see it on the field. He's, he's a one man team upon himself. I mean, you could have nine guys on his back. and He's still, he's still going. It doesn't make any sense. So you upgrade on defense, which is what you needed to do. So I definitely agree there. Titans are the big winners.
0: Yeah. So, and obviously me and Tyler, obviously we talk every day cause you know, we're related, <laughs> but, um, they play in probably the worst division in football, like, because even though, even if Trevor Lawrence... Like, Trevor Lawrence would literally have to be Andrew Luck 2.0 to, like, get the Jaguars into the playoffs because, like, they're not ready to compete yet. So you can kind of discard them for, like, a year or two, maybe. Because uh, also Urban Meyer, also unproven. The Houston Texans, I mean, okay, I don't know what the hell they're doing. And then the Colts. And that's all dependent on Carson Wentz, who has not played well recently. So I think those are that's another thing that kind of helps the Titans. But going back to the Texans... Uh, are they your biggest loser?
1: Yeah, no, the Texans are definitely my biggest loser. I mean, I don't even know what what they want to do. I mean, they have, they have David Johnson, okay, old and gets hurt. You add Mark Ingram, who is uh, old, <laughs> okay, so I don't know what you're doing there. And then Philip Lindsay, like, okay, that's a good signing, but then everything else, it's just, Man. Like it's just like what what is it? Like Tyrod Taylor, okay, is another good signing. But other than that, I don't you know I don't really see anything that pops out and makes me think that Houston turned it around in any in any way. You know, I still think they're gonna be a four and twelve, you know, five and eleven football team. Like, I don't think they're gonna be that good.
0: Yeah, I mean they did sign well, they re signed Vernon Hargraves, they signed Desmond King, uh, you know, They picked up Marcus Cannon in the trade with the Patriots. They got a couple of guys that can play. But the whole thing going on with Deshaun Watson makes them the biggest losers by default. Uh, But my biggest loser is not the Houston Texans. My biggest loser is Marcus Cannon and Shaq Lawson. And that's because they got traded to the Houston Texans. So they didn't even have a choice. They were just like, nah, we're going to send you to the biggest dumpster fire out there. God bless you. And Shaq I mean, Lawson and Marcus Cannon are probably like, thanks. Appreciate you know, it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: the the two things, like, I do agree with you on, though, with the two wild cards of Carson Wentz and, like, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I mean, I love Trevor Lawrence. As you know, like you, like you said, we talk every single day. Like, I think he's like the next coming of Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so I definitely think the Jaguars are going to be relevant this year just solely because of him just because of him yeah and also with carson wentz like if it was just philadelphia that was the issue there or doug peterson or whatever the hell is going on there and like he's not bad and he goes back to the mvp level ish carson wentz like it's it's going to be a bloodbath in that division
0: yeah i mean i think what's going to keep jacksonville from Competing is that every time they play the Titans, Derrick Henry runs for 200 yards. And Trevor Lawrence does not play defensive tackle or linebacker. So, he's not really going to fix that problem.
1: (laughs) You just got to score 50.
0: (laughs) Yeah, clearly. Uh, So, let's go to the next division. uh, The AFC West, the home of my favorite team, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I'm going to let Tyler go first here. So, Tyler, who's your biggest winner and your biggest loser?
1: All right. Well... Uh, I hate to pamper you more than you're already pampered with uh, being a Chiefs fan. But my biggest winner is definitely going to be the Chiefs because uh, did you see a Super Bowl? Because so Unfortunately,
0: did I. I did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> did I. So that pretty much is my explanation there. I don't really need to say anything else. They upgraded at the position they absolutely needed to. That's it. Um, my loser is going to be the Raiders, uh, because, you know, I'll just go through their signings just so everyone can hear them. And you tell me, okay, I'll let you tell me Kenyon Drake, like, okay. All right. Theo Riddick, John Brown, Zay Jones, Derek Carrier, Richie Incognito, Nick Morton, Denzel Good, Yannick Ngakwe, who I think is fake good. (laughs) Jonathan Hankins, Quentin Jefferson, Matt Dickerson, Solomon Thomas, Nicholas Morrow, who you took from the Washington football team, who uh, I'll tell you right now is not that good, uh, and Nevin Lawson. So I'll let you tell me about the Raiders. So i they're my biggest loser.
0: Uh, so let's go to the Chiefs for a second. If you're a super casual fan, you have no idea what the, I was talking about. Chiefs signed Kyle Long. Uh, Duvernay-Tardif should be back. He opted out last season. They signed Joe Dooney. Um, they re-signed Mike Remmers to hopefully not start at right tackle. God, I hope not. Um, but he should be our swing tackle, which is what he's. That's good. Um, so yeah, I, the Chiefs are not my winner, but I agree with what Tyler said. For the Raiders, this is more of a, uh, what in God's name are you doing out there? All right. I don't know. Your team is What's built the off of. Protecting Derek Carr and running the ball. All right, so you go out and you get Kenyon Drake. Like, okay, you don't need him. So, not sure why we're doing that. Then, well, that happened after they decimated their offensive line. They traded Trent Brown back to the Patriots. Like, I get it. You know, he didn't play that much last year. They played other guys, but, like, he's still really good. They traded Gabe Jackson to Seattle. And they traded Rodney Hudson, who's probably the best center in the league. And if he's not the best center, he's like top three or four. Uh, and they traded him to Arizona. So you got rid of 60% of your offensive line, which to me is foolish because you're built on running the ball. Uh, but I do want to ask you, as a Josh Jacobs dynasty owner, how sad are you?
1: <laughs> um, I've I really considered just driving to the nearest bridge because that – a A because of Kenyon Drake. Like okay, that really just that kind of really kills his value there. And uh, like you said, trading your whole, whole uh line. Like what? What are you doing? You're you're supposed to give Josh Jacobs like 25 touches a game, and now he's gonna be like Leonard Fournette. He's gonna get 25 <laughs> touches for 25 yards. He's not gonna go anywhere. Like it, it's that's it. Like, I don't know what they're doing. But what you didn't mention with the Chiefs, who is the greatest pickup, I think, for you, Blake Bell, <laughs> who you get back from the Cowboys, number one in run blocking and pass blocking.
0: That's a tight end, yeah. The Belldozer is back. Big fan of that. Uh, but like I said, the Chiefs are not my biggest winner. My biggest winner is actually the Denver Broncos. So, John Elway is really great at being a general manager when he does not have to pick a quarterback so they they signed Kyle Fuller they signed Ronald Darby you know they still have they they've tagged Justin Simmons who's the best safety in the league don't let anyone else tell you otherwise you know they still have Shelby Harris Kareem Jackson they got Jewel like that defense is really 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 good They should have Cortland Sutton coming back this season coming up from his ACL. They still have Jerry Judy. They have Noah Fant. They have Melvin Gordon. Like, on paper, the Broncos are a really good team, except at the only position that actually matters. Matters, yeah. Quarterback. I wonder if they're going to turn into the Chicago Bears 2.0, but... As of oh, right God, now <laughs> Yeah, Tyler has no offense in our Dynasty League and I have Cortland Sutton, so yeah, don't do that. Um God but, please. <laughs> what I'm hoping for as a Chiefs fan is that they're relevant enough to, you know, sustain their dynasty players, but not relevant enough to beat us. So just want to throw that out there. But they're my big winners. I, the... I do have one
1: question yeah, okay. for you yeah because I know I know how you are you're you and Nick Wright are the same when, when it comes to the Chiefs you guys are just like straight homers do you think in all honesty do you think that Denver defense can stop the Legion of Zoom at all maybe maybe not stop contain can it contain the Legion of zoom
0: um I mean no they haven't done it yet. Now, like they picked up, I know they picked up Darby and Fuller, but everyone else I named, they've had on their team.
1: Yeah, but, but Kyle, we know Kyle Fuller is very good. Do you think that helped? The guy help that them kills them, them every
0: time we play him is Kelsey. Is Kyle Fuller gonna guard Kelsey? No, he's not. Is Ronald Darby gonna guard Kelsey? That I know he's not gonna. No, do. that he's not gonna do. So like, they their problem is they don't have a cover linebacker. And if they do, what? then he can't cover Kelsey. So, like... Well,
1: okay, not a lot of... I'm going to be honest. Not a lot of linebackers, even if they are coverage <laughs> linebackers, can guard Travis Kelsey. I mean, Travis Kelsey is a cheat code.
0: Yeah. Let's see. So. What I'm worried about is that they have Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, and our offensive tackles are currently not on the roster slash Mike Remmers. So, that's not good. Um, <laughs> but, no, I mean you can can the, the the Broncos problem is that they can contain us all they want they can't score So I don't want to spend too much time in the AFC West. The team that worries me in the AFC West is the Chargers who are not listed in this but they did sign Corey Lindsley big pickup for them uh but let's flip over to the NFC. So for me I was t- I had a tie between the Cardinals and the 49ers. I'm just going to say Tyler took the 49ers so I took the Cardinals and I'll tell you why. Um, they went all in on their strengths, right? So they were a, a top 10 or even top five, I think, team in sacks last year, like as their their defense in sacks. They added J.J. Watt. They re-signed Marcus Golden. Chandler Jones should be back. I mean, that's one hell of a pass rush right there. And then on yeah. offense, bringing A.J. Green to be the number two to DeAndre Hopkins. Listen, whatever you think about A.J. Green, he's obviously not the player that he used to be. But if he's your number two – you're in it's really great, good shape. Great G. number two. Yeah. Great number two. They also picked up Rodney Hudson in that trade with the Raiders for free. They got him for nothing. Uh, Kelvin Beecham will be back. They signed Brian Winters. So they fortified the offensive line, Try to keep Kyler Murray upright. And listen, you need a really good center because you get to play against Aaron Donald two times a year, as well oh, as so fun. the 49ers' uh, defensive front. So Hudson should be huge for them. Uh, they're my winner. My loser... Because I don't really have one, is the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, mostly because they picked up Gabe Jackson, you know, to, you know, make Russ, Russell Wilson, like, shut up. But other than that, like, I don't feel like they really did anything that's, like, significant. I mean, if you look at some of their moves, I mean, they did, they did, um, they picked up like I mean not picked up. They re-signed Chris Carson. They signed Gerald Everett, who's like not his fake good, you know. Uh, that's what me, that's, a, that's a phrase me and Tyler use there. Uh, they did they did get a kilo Witherspoon, help you know in the secondary, but they lost a corner too, who we talked about before, right? I mean with the Jaguars. So yep, Shaq Griffin. Yeah, and
1: that's a that's a major piece to lose too. That's not you know. That's not just some depth piece. So I I think they're the
0: biggest loser just between the rush drama and they're kind of a team that's like stagnant. They never, I mean, they'll make the playoffs. I'm not worried about that. Like they're going to get in Russell Wilson's too good to not make the playoffs, but yeah, I, I just don't love what they did. So why don't you give me your winner and loser here? All right. So my
1: winner here is the 49ers. Obviously, like you said, uh, they re-signed a bunch of guys that they needed to re-sign. So Kyle Uzek, they re-signed, and if you watch football, uh you know that Kyle Uzek is like super vital to to their offensive game plan uh and in their and in their run scheme. Uh you re-signed Trent Williams, who uh clearly is still one of the best left tackles in football. So I'm I'm glad we traded him for uh half bag of chips. That that makes me happy. Uh, so then you re-signed D.J. Jones, Jason Verrett, Tar Tart, on Williams, you know, so you, you got a bunch of guys to stay. You also signed Alex Mack to be your center. So, you know, the 49ers, they're my big winners. They got they're pretty much their whole team that they needed to, to stay, and they added another good piece to their offensive line. Um, my losers here, and I, okay, listen, before I even say it, I know I'm going to sound crazy when I say this, okay? I know I'm going to sound crazy, but my biggest losers here are the Rams. And, yes, believe me, I understand that they traded for Matthew Stafford, okay? And I will go ahead right now and say that I love Matt Stafford, but in the playoffs, we don't know anything. You know, we really haven't gotten a chance to see it. Now, is that is that, you know, his fault? Is that Detroit's fault? We don't know.
0: That's Detroit's uh, the fault.
1: Rams- next question. Okay, but we don't know. The Rams also didn't have any cap space to really do anything except for the Leonard Floyd move, you know. And then you signed Deshaun Jackson. Like, okay, I get it. That's like a postseason signing. You know, you're gonna try to use him to be a burner and all that stuff. But I mean, just because you're so restricted in cap space and you're not really able to do much, you just. You're my losers there, and I guess we'll see if Matt Stafford is that uh, secret sauce, as we say, to the offense to get them to the promised land.
0: Yeah, I mean, of course he is. They had Jared Goff, and they're out here winning 11 games, and he literally can't throw an accurate pass more than 12 yards down the field. So I think they'll be okay. I mean, listen, Stafford.
1: listen, I we'll see. We have to see it on the field. We have to see it on the field.
0: How many games do you think the Lions would have won if they didn't have Matt Stafford the past 10 years?
1: Not many.
0: Yeah, like two a year. and They're like, oh, you only won like six or seven games oh, a year, I but like who's on his year, team?
1: Eventually you would have found somebody. Yeah,
0: eventually would they you have? Found someone who would have won you more than two games. So, Tyler is a little bit younger than me, but he's not young enough to remember that all the all the Lions did pre-Matt Stafford was draft wide receivers because they wanted it to look cool, and then they were out here using Dan Orvlovsky as their quarterback running out of the back of the end zone. So...
1: Yeah, no, I really
0: wish I was their three best really players at that time. in franchise history. Retired at thirty, retired at thirty, asked for a trade because he said I can't carry the team on my back anymore. So that should tell you all you know about the Lions. Um NFC South. I want to keep this like short and sweet. This is really easy. I'm not even gonna ask Tyler for his commentary. The biggest winner of the entire offseason, I don't you can't if you tell me any differently, you don't know what you're talking about. Tampa Bay Buccaneers—they've literally kept every single guy as of right now, besides for Antonio Brown and Leonard Fournette—that um, was on their team for the Super Bowl last year. They just signed Adama Sue earlier today. They're bringing everybody back. They're really good. They should be the favorite in the NFC, especially the NFC South, but I mean the whole NFC. They're really good. All right, there's just no other way to put it. They're good. They brought everyone back there the winter. The loser is the Atlanta Falcons. Me and Tyler agree there. They did absolutely nothing except for sign Mike Davis, who's going to end up being a backup running back to whoever they draft. So what did they do? They did nothing. So sorry if you're a fan of an NFC South team, don't really have much hard-hitting analysis for you because that's pretty straightforward. If you try to argue that, you're kind of foolish.
1: Yeah, you don't watch football.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, So let's go to the NFC North then. My biggest winner, All right. and your biggest winner, is actually, we agree, the Detroit Lions. Uh, so outside of Jared Goff, which obviously we don't like, that's a downgrade from Matt Stafford to Jared Goff. Yeah. Uh, why do you like what the Lions did?
1: Alright, so, you know, the Lions didn't go out here and make, like, any crazy splash. I mean, you got Michael Brockers in, in the trade. For free with the Rams, but like you didn't go out and sign any big, crazy, splashy names. But like Jamal Williams is going to be amazing to pair with DeAndre Swift back there. And Rashad Perriman, if you use him the right way with his speed, can be lethal. You know, Tyrell Williams, same thing. You added another speed receiver. If he can bounce back even a little bit, say like 40 to 50% of what he was, he's still going to produce and give you good numbers. You know, Josh Hill is a good, solid tight end. You, They just added a bunch of solid depth pieces. Alex alone. you know, it's just they added a bunch of C to C-plus players that are just going to help the team be better.
0: So I just want to say that Romeo Aquara was like a big keep for them. He's, he's been really good. Uh, you got Michael Brockers for a seventh-round draft pick. I mean, that, that's insanity. I know he was, it was like a cap situation with the Rams, but like, geez, come on, guy. Uh, Anzalone was a good pick. Listen,
1: it's a business.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I would have said, Michael Brockers, do you like winning or do you want to be traded to the lions? And he probably would have said, I like winning, but I guess not.
1: (laughs) I guess he doesn't like winning. I guess he
0: doesn't like winning. Um, so my big winner though, since we kind of split on the Lions, is actually Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure you've seen the memes. Uh, that would be because he now gets to play Jared Goff two times a year, Andy Dalton two times a year and Kirk Cousins, who he owns, two times a year. So Aaron Rodgers, Literally. probably sitting pretty at his house, being like, yeah, all I have to do is just show up to the stadium and we'll win mm-hmm. the NFC North, so that's good for him. Your biggest loser, though, is who? Uh,
1: it's going to end up being the Chicago Bears, um, okay? And I'm just going to say it for one one reason, one reason only, okay? Okay. Uh, you still do not have a quarterback. I don't understand. What are you guys doing? <laughs> you 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 let Mitch Trubisky go, okay? Which I understand. You know I don't like Mitch, but I think he sucks. But then you go out and add Andy Dalton, who's what this much better, like, and you kept Allen Robinson, but you have no one to throw the ball. It's
0: now oh, trust you me, still I'm quarterback.
1: So <laughs> just for that reason alone, because you still are in the same predicament you've been in for so long, like you're going to be my loser until you figure
0: that out. Uh, and they've also lost some guys on defense. They're looking to either you know trade or cut Akeem Hicks because he wants a pay raise. They already lost Kyle Fuller. So the thing that was like keeping them afloat all this time is slowly deteriorating. Gone. Yeah, so that's not good. That's just not a good situation. As an Allen Robinson dynasty owner, I will say that I love me some Andy Dalton because Mitch Trubisky literally would be overthrowing this dude like 10 rows deep into the stands. At least Andy Dalton will put it in his catching radius. It might not be accurate, but it'll be like, hey, I can get a hand on that. So Yeah. <laughs> uh, At least
1: it'll be a somewhat catchable ball.
0: Yeah. Uh, my big loser, though, not the Chicago Bears, is actually going to be Kevin King's Twitter mentions – If you didn't watch the NFC Championship game, this guy got taken to church for, like, three hours straight. Oh, yeah. One of them, not his fault. Totally Mike Pettin's fault. Like, why you play in cover one with, like, four seconds to go? Like, you're a moron. Uh, He got cooked by Scotty Miller. But also Kevin King's fault. Because I know the coach is calling a play, but, like, why you not playing 45 yards off this guy in a Hail Mary situation? Yeah,
1: that's why. That's the reason. Because you know it's, like, that's it. It's the last play. Just sit at the goal line. What are you doing? If they want to throw him a two-yard slant, let him. Doesn't matter.
0: Mike Evans also made him look like a child, but, you know, whatever. So, I'm sure when he got re-signed, Packer Nation over there was not too thrilled with it. So, I'm sure if you look at his Twitter mentions, uh, loser for him, winner for us, because we get some good content out of that. But, we're going to slide over here to the last division, uh, the NFC East, Tyler's favorite division. I'm going to go first because I'm assuming this might take you a while. So my big winner was actually going to be Washington, but Tyler was like, no, that's my team. You got to let me have them. So I'm, like, right. so I'm going to pick the Giants. Uh, <laughs> so the Giants obviously picking up Kenny Galladay, huge pickup for them. He's a really good receiver. Kyle Rudolph allegedly in flux because he may or may not need foot surgery, but like he's a good tight end. And unlike Evan Ingram, he can actually catch the ball. Uh, John Ross, really fast. Good downfield receiver. I'm sure he'll be on IR by week four. But, you know, for those three weeks you'll have him, he'll be good. Sooner than that. (laughs) Adoree Jackson, good player. Leonard Williams, uh, they probably overpaid a little bit for him. But it's hard to find guys who are like really good at interior pass rush, and he's one of them. Yeah. If you look at his stats, he's actually third in every D-tackle category or fourth right behind Aaron Donald, Chris Jones, and Fletcher Cox. Like He's been playing really, really? well. Really? Yeah, fun fact. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, you know, see, me and Tyler live in New York, so we get all that New York hate media from the Jets, and it's just not true. Like, when he was on the Jets, he was terrible, and it's probably because they didn't know how to use him, and now he plays for another team, and he's good, so... Just throwing that out there. Uh, they also picked up Reggie Ragland, which I like for them, only because he's a tackle machine at linebacker. Now he can't he couldn't he cannot cover like a stick. Like if you put him in cover, <laughs> it's over. Um, but in a division where you gotta face Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders, Zeke and Dak, and then Washington, who just runs the ball every play, like he should be good filling holes for the Giants. So the the Giants are my winner besides for Washington, and Tyler's going to tell you why Washington is his winner.
1: Yeah, so Washington is my winner um, because – and I'm going to have to disagree with you now uh, when you say all Washington is going to do is run the ball because I'm going to disagree with you. You know why? Because we got Fitz magic, baby, (laughs) okay? And we know – that this man is a gunslinger at heart, okay, and he is gonna—he's gonna hear halfback dive. He's gonna hear like, nah, <laughs> we're throwing it four verticals. Here we go, and he's gonna start <laughs> flicking the ball around because that's what he does. Um, you know, also you get Curtis Samuel, who I don't love—I'll be honest—I don't love him, but for seven million dollars a year, uh, I'm not gonna hate him. So. You know, you get to put him alongside Terry McLaurin, so that gives you really good speed on the outside. Or if you want to play him in the slot, you can put him there and put Cam Sims, as of right now, who's what we have on the outside, to be a big body, or Kelvin Harmon, or AGG. You know, you rotate there out of one of those three. Um, We're able to keep Brandon Sheriff, which for right now in the franchise tag, which is huge, uh, because he's amazing. Uh, You guys got to pay him, Ron, okay? Whatever... (laughs) whatever the hell you got to pay and you just do it. Okay. Cause we need them. Um, we get a center there, Tyler Larson, and my brother here, Tim actually helped me with, uh, William Jackson. He is, uh, going to be alien. huge for us. He's going to be huge for us because we never really had a number one guy like that to just be like, yeah, you can go over there and go lock that guy up and you know, it's okay. Um, so they're my big winner there. Uh, And then hopefully in the draft, uh, Ron, you go trade up and get Trey Lance. Um, But my loser is going to be Philadelphia because, uh, well, they uh, didn't really do anything special or anything really at all.
0: Well, they did trade uh, Carson Wentz.
1: Yeah, but, okay, but, like, that's what I'm saying. You're a loser because you get rid of a quarterback (laughs) and then you try to replace him with – Jalen Hurts slash Joe Flacco. I mean, come on. We saw Joe Flacco play last year for the Jets. What are we doing? What do we do? I mean, you're gonna you're helping us.
0: He's on the Chase know? Daniel tour. He's gonna be a backup I mean, I for the next you know three or four years and just bank five to ten million every season to sit on the bench.
1: Yeah, I mean the prop. Here's my thing with Philly though. It's like it looks like to me what Philadelphia is doing is just literally throwing the season already, and it didn't even start yet. And, but like, there's not a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence or even a Joe Burrow or, you know, even like a Baker. There's like, I don't even know if there's a guy coming out like that who you're going to be able to pick 15 or 2 and 14 because you're that horrendous. You know what I mean? Like, you're not even going to be able to really help your team the next year. So the Philadelphia is going to be, uh, well, rebuilding for quite some time over there trying to figure out their direction.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, that part I disagree with because they do have a good team. They're just going to try to force Jalen Hurts to be good. That's the problem that I don't know if that's, what's going to come up for them. Like, I just don't know if he's good. Like he's played well last year in spurts. And if you play fantasy football, he's going to be wildly overdrafted. Um, Mm -hmm. but absolutely throw that out there. Well, that's
1: because he rushes,
0: and if he has yeah. one of those games where he
1: he hits for like seventy yards rushing and throws for like two ten and he has a touchdown in each
0: category, yeah. it's like all
1: right. But uh, then he's gonna have those. But he's he's gonna have those two a games.
0: Yeah, for sure, so like
1: ninety yards.
0: <laughs> um, my big loser though is the Dallas Cowboys, mostly because they didn't do anything except overpay Dak Prescott, so. You can't really be a winner. Like, I get it. You need a quarterback. They kept their quarterback. He's probably, like, a top 12-ish quarterback. But you're paying him, like, Pat Mahomes money. So that right there alone is enough to make you a loser because there's only one guy worth It's all that. their fault. It is all, all their fault. fault. They waited too long, and they clowned themselves, just like the Mets are going to do with Francisco Lindor. But that's a story for a different podcast. Yeah, well, um, yeah. <laughs> no, that's
1: definitely a different
0: story for a, for a podcast. But, yeah, that, that's where I'm at on the Cowboys. So I know me and Tyler, we try to like run through each division and try to hit on some teams, winners and losers there, Uh, because obviously football offseason, big deal. So like we said, to start off the show here, uh, before I tease the next episode, we're going to need you to follow Beak Brands, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Going to need you to subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is Beak Brands. The podcast is Speak to the Beak on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can follow me at Tim Ferdinand. You can follow follow Tyler at TFerds20 on Instagram. And obviously, check out the website, BeakBrands.com. We got our written stuff there. We also have our podcast there as well. Uh, if you're coming back at some point, we're going to do a little fantasy stock check on some guys that were affected by free agency or trades or both, um, so that's coming up in the next you know few weeks. Here, we just want to let the dust settle a little bit because there's still a lot of players out there in free agency that could really help a team. So we just oh, yeah. we just wanted to kind of let the dust settle there. So Tyler, thanks for joining me. If you are here for just football content, awesome. If you're here looking for hockey, that drops on Thursdays. Baseball drops on Mondays. By the time you listen to this, we will be. Less than a week away from opening day. So if you're a big baseball guy, me and Keith got you covered there. So that's what we got for tonight. Until next time, we're out. All right.